It wasn't just any summer basketball camp they'd finally decided to go to. Not by a long shot. This was Josh Cameron's right-way camp, about an hour outside of Portland, Maine, in a town called Cedarville. Josh Cameron, just two years younger than Richie Walker, was the star point guard of the Boston Celtics, having won more championships with the Celtics than Larry Bird had. He was Danny's second favorite player, after Jason Kidd, and he was always talking about playing basketball the right way. Right before he'd go out in the next game and show people exactly what he meant by that. He was listed at 6'2 in the program, which probably made him five inches taller than Danny's dad in real life. Not that Richie Walker would ever admit to something like that. What Richie would say about Josh, though, every time the subject came up, was this. His size had never held him back either. And every time he would say that, Danny would think, Where do I sign up right now to be 6'2 someday? Where do I sign up to be whatever height, 5'9 or 5'10, that my dad really is? According to Richie, Josh Cameron had started right way with the help of one of his old college teammates about ten years ago. Now it was supposedly on a level with the five-star camps that all teenage basketball players had heard about. It had become such a big deal that college scouts would come up to Maine every July and even start looking at seventh and eighth graders they might want to think about recruiting someday. The junior part of the camp, the July part, was limited to kids between the ages of eleven and fifteen. The 11s and 12s went into one league, Danny knew from the brochure, the older kids into another. Later on in the summer, there was a separate camp for elite players about to enter their senior year in high school. But in either session, right way was all basketball, all the time. Clinics and instruction in the mornings, games in the afternoon and at night. Because of who Josh Cameron was, he got top college coaches to come to Cedarville and every year would get some of the most famous college players in the country to come work as counselors. Starting next week, Danny and Ty and Will would be going up against the best kids in the country. Until then, Will and Ty seemed to have made it their sworn duty to bust chops on Danny every time he'd even suggest that he'd just rather stay home this summer and hang out. I'm the one who should be looking to stay home, Will said now. You both know I'm not good enough to be going to this camp. Sure you are, Danny said, halfway believing it by now. You're a great shooter, and you know it. But all I can do is shoot, Will said. The only reason I got in is because your dad made them take me. Danny grinned. Maybe he did. I knew it, Will said. If you don't think you belong, why don't you stay home then, Danny said. And mow lawns in our neighborhood like my parents want me to? Will said. I'd rather miss jump shots for a month. In the place known as Will World, Ty said, I guess that's what passes for a shooter's mentality. Will ignored Ty and said to Danny, You're not hacked off because you have to go up to Maine and kick butt, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. You, my friend, are hacked off because you're having trouble with your Maine squeeze meaning Tess Hewitt. Will looked at Ty for approval, which is what he did when he wasn't looking to Danny for approval, after he got off what he considered to be a good line. The three of them were lying in the grass after a couple of hours of made-up shooting drills on the outdoor court at McFeely, the best in Middletown.
Get it? Will said. Main? Main squeeze? Give me some love. Ty lazily raised his right arm, got it close enough to Will that they could give each other high fives. Tess is not my main squeeze, Danny said. And on what planet, by the way, do they still even talk like that? She is, and you know it. Everybody knows it. Louder than he intended, Danny said, She is not. Which happens to be the problem, Will said, even if you are too terminally dense to see that. If there is a problem, Danny said, it's her problem, wanting to hang out with him rather than do what she's always done and hang around with us. Him was Scott Wells. Will called him Scooter, even though nobody else did. He had moved to Middletown halfway through the school year from Tampa, where he'd been about half a tennis prodigy at the Harry Hopman Tennis Academy, a place a lot of famous tennis players had passed through on their way to the pros.